Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. What's happening, buddy? Not much, man. Going good. Yeah? Anything exciting happening this week? I did discover a new podcast this week. So it's a, it's a woman. She does, uh, it's an oral history of Algonquin Park. Yeah. I came across it because she talked about the Brent Run in like Oh, somebody posted that. Yeah. yeah. On the Brent Run page Martin on Martin Garster posted it. And uh, so I listened to that episode. I listened to a uh, poaching episode. She she's she does a really good job. It's it's really interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, now I'm kind of hooked on a new podcast here. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. Let me. Uh, it's um, I want to get her name right here. She is. Uh, oh, why isn't showing it? Apologies, uh-huh. I had it here Uh-oh. a second ago. Uh oh, you're letting us down now. I know. I know. Is this supposed to show the description? So it's uh, um, Gail Clemson. So she's done a lot of history. She works with the Visitor Center and stuff like that, uh, Friends of Algonquin Park. Uh, So she does, uh, she's been collecting stories for over 20 years. And uh, so she's got uh, about 22 episodes now. And she gives an oral history of Algonquin Park, little snippets of uh, the history. And, you know, the the next one I'm going to listen to is the the people who have leases in Algonquin Park on the cabins and cottages, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's actually turned out to be pretty, pretty interesting. She does a lot of research, and and uh, the episode for the uh, Brent Run was uh, actually quite valuable uh, because uh, I was supposed to do that, uh, well, I was actually supposed to do it uh, last weekend, but uh, with my thumb, I couldn't uh, didn't want to go out and risk damage and get more paddling doing the Brent Run. Yeah. So maybe next spring, me and... Uh, me and Grant are going to go and uh, and do the uh, Brent Run, so yeah, so that's exciting. But uh, it was it was a really interesting, uh, really interesting podcast. Cool. Mm-hmm. So she will have to maybe we'll uh, post that one on our, our yes uh, Facebook absolutely. page so yeah. we can share that one because yeah. we've done the Brent Run. I've done the Brent Run, mm-hmm. and you were our support crew. Yeah. So so yeah, it's oral history of Gonkin Park. Very interesting. Excellent. Uh, you got your paddle. I did, yes, and I meant to bring it here, which is probably good that I didn't because it's uh, it's it's just a very dry chalk-like paint, mm-hmm. and it's already scuffed up a bit. So uh, I want to varnish it, and I want to I want to kind of rub surface and then put some varnish on it and stuff like that, so it's protected. But it's a uh, really nice paddle. It's got some nice detail to it. Uh, so it's the uh, Algonquin Outfitters uh, Paddle Art Auction, and uh, I won number seventy-nine, and uh, so it's a nice paddle. Didn't that one go for like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars? <laughs> no, no, one fifty, one fifty plus twenty five for shipping. <laughs> uh, speaking of Algonquin, uh, fall colors. Oh yes, so just past peak now. Just past peak. So as people listen to this Thursday morning, uh, we're just past peak. And uh, so, like, uh, about five days ago, they are saying that they're 80% color change and 10% leaf fall. But all it takes is some wind or rain and everything yeah. gets knocked down, right? So, we've had a bit of rain this week. So, uh, I haven't heard an update in the last couple of days. But uh, we're, we're just past peak. So, now is the ideal time as everybody's listening, as everybody, if anybody's paying attention. I've been seeing a lot of people posting pictures going yeah. up. A friend of mine went to Wilberforce uh, on the weekend and had a lot of nice uh, pictures of the hills changing color and so it's uh it's uh it's that time of year i i used to try and make it up to algonquin every year to see that but uh 
There's way too much traffic now. The lineups now, yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's we used to do it. the, we used to do uh, our our fall Thanksgiving Day trips, uh, yes. uh, weekend trips yeah. out of the Highway 60 corridor. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's uh, there's too many people, too many crazy drivers, and it's just not worth it. It's not no. worth the risk. And, and you know, when you talk about risk, and you know, people say you know we're scared of bears and scared of humans and stuff like that. But you know, is tr- people drive all the traffic, all the drivers, and all the buses that are going to Algonquin to check out the fall colors. It's uh, I think it's a risky prospect to uh, check out fall colors. I got to find a proper safe area to go check things out that uh, stays away from the crowds. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some areas uh, around Toronto here you can check Yes, out. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Chaga. Oh, yes. I, I, you know, I've been watching Chaga for, I, I've heard people talk about it, and it's it's like a, it's like a, it's a mushroom type thing that grows, it crystallizes on trees. You dry it out, and you put it in, add it, combine it with coffee or tea and stuff, and it makes a nice drink. So uh, I, I bought some Chaga this week, and it's, uh, it was, I thought it was going to arrive today, but it'll probably arrive tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to trying that. It's uh one of those things you hear people talk about it all the mm-hmm. time, all the time, and it's like everybody swears by it. It's like, oh, it's really good. It's good for you or something. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah. I bought some Chaga tea a few years ago, oh, so yeah? I'd have a cup every now and then. Mm-hmm. When uh, Scott Robinson and I were up on the Moose River um, at Moose Factory, yeah, we met uh, a gentleman up there, and he had a big chunk of it. He passed it off to Scott. There you oh, go. Yeah? Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Go. Wow. Because people <laughs> will pay big money for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I paid big money yeah. for it. Yeah, $800. $800 for everything. It's just Stuck number tonight. Today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you'll have to let us know. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, like the tea, the tea I had was, I mean, it's it's not like massive flavor yeah. or anything, if that's what you're thinking. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Well, I saw, and I, what really made me decide was uh, Sean James. He sells it on his mm-hmm. uh, on his website. So I was watching one of his videos, and he made coffee and chaga uh, for one of his meals. And I thought it was peculiar because he dropped like marble sized chaga into the cup, and then he dropped whole beans into the pot. He made coffee with whole coffee beans. I thought, huh, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I know. So I didn't know what to think about that, but. Uh, <coughs> I, I'm going to try the chaga, but I'm not going to do the whole bean coffee. <laughs> yeah, I don't. don't I thought get that was that. like a, he was like had this bag of beans and he was just dropping the beans into the pot. Maybe he doesn't have a grinder. Maybe you use a hammer. I don't know. Yeah, a rock. <laughs> Crush the beans with get a, a rock. hand grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know how it goes. Yes, I will. Uh, there's something you brought to my attention, and I I had heard it and didn't pay attention. I've seen it a couple of places. It's, uh, I think I saw it on late night over in Turkey. Yeah, over in Turkey. It's been. I've seen it in New York Times. Put it. Out. It's a funny story, right? So this uh, this uh, gentleman was out. Uh, it's in Turkey. Gentleman was out with a bunch of his buddies. They were, you know, hooping it up and drinking, and and uh, he uh, he decided he had enough, so he wandered off into the woods to to sleep it off, and uh, so he. He sleeps it off. He says, "Oh, well, you know, it's next morning," and and he sees all these people wandering through the woods. He, he's there. He, he's what's up? They said, "Oh, search party. We're looking for a missing man." 
oh, he's like, you know, he's conscientious. He wants to help out. So he uh, he's wandering through the woods with this uh, giant crew of people looking for this missing person. He's like, oh, I hope we find the guy. And uh, as they're going along with the uh, one of the main uh, searchers, uh, the guy who was organizing, he yells out a name. He's like, that that's me. <laughs> and so initially, and so he think, oh, well, I'm going, I'm going to help find this dude that's missing. And then they yell out his name. He says, wait a sec, that's me. And they said, what? Nah, you're part of the search team. And then uh, a buddy of his joins the guy that started the call for the authorities. And he wanders over from another search team and says, eh, it's Mthulhu or, or M- Mutlu, Mutlu. It's a yeah, uh, yeah Bayan Bay Mutlu. Yeah, yeah, this is the guy. This is the missing guy. So he searched for himself. For in some stories, they changed the time, but he claims himself. He was quoted as saying, "Yeah, I was with a search team for over half an hour looking for myself." <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is those movies. The co- usually comedies where yeah. somebody goes over a cliff yeah. and they're all crying and they're all <laughs> looking over the cliff and the guy that went over is walks up behind them going, what you looking at? Yeah. It was in an Indiana Jones episode <laughs> where the tank goes over the cliff. <laughs> yeah, the, wow. uh, the Adventure Journal puts it aptly. It says, uh, sometimes it takes getting truly lost to find yourself. thought <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh. Uh, summer dry weather has left. Yes. And it's nothing but rain, What a change in the way the weather was. Like, it's right from May. It was hot and dry. And uh, so water levels were crazy low. We had to cancel our Burt Reynolds Memorial River run down the uh, Missinabe, down to Moosney Moose Factory. And just because the water levels were so low. And... uh, and uh, I sent you, I sent you the the water hydrographic charts there the other day, showing mm-hmm. you. And I sent it off to the group of guys too. I says, uh, "Hey, uh, <laughs> the water levels back up again. What a dramatic change! Like we've had so much rain, and you can see where the the uh, it's almost at spring levels up north. And uh, so yeah, the water levels have returned. And uh, but well, too late to run the trip now, right? Well, you know why it's all returned. Was it rained? Because I went on a canoe trip. Oh, yes. <laughs> it I, po- I posted that hailstorm <laughs> video on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, eight straight days of rain will do that. <laughs> I know, right? And now, this week, uh, actually, as this is airing, yeah. I am headed north. Ah, uh, yes. North of Sault Ste. Marie, back up to Lake Superior. So people are saying, oh, it's beautiful here. Look at it. It's sunny. It's calm. Lake That'll Superior. Change. Look at that water. Wait. <laughs> wait the wait a few hours because as I get closer, those waves will pick right up. The rain will start well, falling. The running theme is that you've been what half a dozen or a dozen times up yep. Superior and totally skunked every time. Never paddled. No, I swear this time. You know, I might just go. Are you? I'll I'll use my canoe like a surfboard. <laughs> At this point, I don't care. Uh, no, no, I'm heading up there. I did it last year. I did some exploratory stuff, but um, I'm seeing about getting a shuttle up to Scott's Dam up on the Michipacotton River. Oh, okay, And yes. then you can paddle it down in about four or five hours, something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I'm going to take my time, maybe bring the canoe pole and play around with some of the swifts oh, and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. And uh, have some lunch out there and mm-hmm. do some photos and some video and relax and have, yeah. a, good, have a good day. And then... Uh, see about paddling up a couple of other spots. Um, see about if I can get out on, 
onto Superior there. Wouldn't mind checking out Old Woman Bay and mm-hmm. and a couple other Catherine Cove and stuff like that. Um, there's a few other spots I've I've checked out before that if but you need you need it to be decent. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, going to check out some a couple of other rivers as well while I'm there that I, I saw last year. So yeah, should be good. Spend uh, four days, nice solo, relaxing. Sounds fun. You know, yeah, it'll be fun. Too bad you, I mean. Yeah. Too bad you had a family. (laughs) (laughs) We're dragging you down, man. Dragging you down. And, you know, if you had invited me a few days earlier because it was, uh, like, it was just on first thing Monday morning, Siobhan, she keeps uh, monitoring the campsites instead of, you know, entire parks. And uh, a campsite showed up Monday, first thing Monday morning, and she called me. I said, well, don't talk to me. You have to book it. Just book it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a fairly private and wooded little campsite in Sandbanks. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to Sandbanks for Thanksgiving. We have to plan some Thanksgiving meals for camping. And so we're excited. Take a big chicken and a Dutch oven. Well, that's a great idea. Of course it's a great idea. It was mine. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever given you a bad idea? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But yeah, so if it wasn't for the fact that we had managed to find an empty site, I would have joined you on Superior. And you know what? I with everything, I'm so swamped at work, and and I've been taking this same week off um, for about, about 25 years now. Yeah, and doing a canoe trip, and then all of a sudden, half the company's gone to Vegas for something. No, oh. and another guy's off Wednesday to to to, to next. Tuesday, and I'm like, what? Wait, yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting everything going. I'm thinking, you know, I I I can't afford to go. And then a couple things happened at work, and oh, I swear I was gonna snap. <laughs> I was gonna lose it. Well, and if everybody I, else is going, what? I'm absolutely going. <laughs> yeah, I I need my break from yeah. from this garbage. So, yeah. uh, no, so yeah, I booked the. Uh, I'm just beauty. So, you know, I'm going. Whatever. Mm-hmm. See ya, people. I do this every year. You guys ain't stopping me. Yep. Checked with the people I needed to check with that can cover for me, and they're yep. good to go. So Beauty. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully some, some... Oh, I was looking, because we got to go through Sudbury. Oh, oh yes. And that's where Letterkenny is filmed, mm-hmm. just north of Sudbury. Yep. I threatened John. Yeah, John's a big fan of Letterkenny. Yeah, that I'm going to take a Puppers, go stand <laughs> in front of the farm, and drink a Puppers. Yes. And I'm going to go, well, John, there's only five in the fridge for you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The farmer that owns that farm is going to come out with a shotgun. Get off my lawn, you uh, crazy letter candy pants. I'm kind of hoping they invite me in. <laughs> that will just tick John yeah. to no end. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's uh, that's about all that's going around here, man. Mm-hmm. Got our winter tent up. Or, uh, I did the sealant. Yep. And there's been enough rain this week. That you could see that it worked. Yeah, I can see. It looks like it worked. Mm-hmm. But now it's wet, so I can't, yeah, I can't put, it down. put it down yet. So <laughs> I have to wait for the rain eh, to go away. Yeah, the rain will go away. It'll dry out. <laughs> it'll dry out just in time for us to take it down, put it in the truck, and go up for uh, yeah. second last weekend in, in October. Yeah. So, yeah, I go this weekend, home for a weekend, and then we're up uh, Mew Lake. Oh, yes. Weekend. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween and Mew, yeah. yeah. And then I'm, you're going to get the right weekend this year. I yeah, I made sure. I made sure this year. <laughs> hey, it wasn't crowded last year when I went. That's <laughs> no, for sure. yeah, you're off by one week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we're home for a week, and then uh, the following week we are heading to QE2. By the sounds of it, yes, I'm excited that for that. Be, that be, well, you, I'm excited except for the very beginning. 
Oh, the 1,700-meter portage? 1,400 meters. 1,400? Yeah, yeah. Don't make it worse than it already is, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's through a marsh. So, well, the bugs shouldn't be bad in November, right? So, no. But the problem is, is it's going to be wet and sticky and, yeah, and uh, all that portage. So, it's, you know, going to be limited on how much weight we can carry. You can't take a portage cart or a portage cart, as John calls it. Wussy there. wheels. Yeah, wussy wheels, because it's just too mucky and it's not a good trail, apparently. So... Yeah, so I can't bring my kitchen sink and stuff like that. <laughs> I was looking forward to the beer fridge. <laughs> yes, I know, right? <laughs> Ice maker. <laughs> oh, are we are we like doubling up on a canoe, or is everybody bringing their own? Uh, I assume we're all going to double up. So, did you reach out to the, to Scott? Yeah, yeah, is I sent him the information. He's awesome. going to check see if he can uh, make it. Yeah. So yeah, so right now I think we're looking at about six or seven people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a busy... Can we put that many tents on a site? I think so. The QE2, that's uh, everything's pretty wide open. When when the time we were there last for our day trip, it was... Uh, remember that campsite? It was huge. Yeah. Plenty of room. And uh, I'm planning on bringing my hammock. I've, I have my new uh, insulated hammock that I want to test out, see if I can freeze to death in it. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Seems reasonable. Yeah. Derek's not here this yeah. week. He's a popsicle. If, if it gets bad, I can always snuggle with you. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Not a, falling for that trick a fourth time. <laughs> but uh, the way weather's been going, I think that uh, we're still going to remain fairly warm into November. And uh, so I don't think it's going to be too early winter just by the seasonal trend. But, you know, you never know. I'm not a weatherman. Never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just worried about all the rain through the marsh. Yes, yes. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be good times. I'll bring my rubber boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I got to dig mine out, eh? Mm-hmm. My Peter Pan getaway moon boots. Yeah, I got to see if I can find my, my wellies. My yeah. rubber boot liners is what I need. Liners? I can barely squeeze my feet in. I got a great big pair of rubber boots and they're, they're, they're nice and loose so you don't overheat in them. But uh, in the wintertime you put in liners and they're fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's not winter yet. It's only November. <laughs> uh, well, let's take a quick break here uh, because I have a feeling John's got a lot to talk about on this week's ah, yes. Erie Canal week three update. Yes. So, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll be talking to John Van Berger about the Erie Canal. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at AlgonquinOutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Joining us this evening, 
all the way from his Erie Canal abode, week <laughs> three update with John Van Berger. How's it going, John? It's going great. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We're just doing awesome all the way up here. So just six more months cool. for the trip, eh? What's that? Just six more months of paddling, eh? <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> it's never going to end. <laughs> well, if you keep hitting up every bar and restaurant know, on your right? route. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I have to sample the local fares. Absolutely. That's, my, that's the purpose. It's right? That's why you do something like this. single one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to miss something because you never know what could happen. You might not ever be back in that area, ever. See? See? I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So, you know, these, these fishermen today, as I was going through a lock, they were outside this, uh, you know, just kind of sitting outside the of the lock area fishing. And uh, so that kayak sitting mighty low in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I, huh? wonder why that is. <laughs> may have gained a pound or 10. <laughs> yeah, or 50, you know. I mean, yeah. but uh, who's counting? Wow. John, you're much bigger than I remembered. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just waiting for those nasty Facebook posts. John, you need to lose weight. <laughs> the sound of John getting out of his kayak. <laughs> that doesn't even work anymore my my current exit strategy is i have to go over i capsize do a wet exit and then be able to get out otherwise i just can't get out <laughs> I'm eating a lot, dude. <laughs> people don't usually have to put vaseline around the cockpit in order to get yeah. in and out john <laughs> just saying dang okay <laughs> You know, I see it isn't so. It doesn't need a skirt; it's an airtight seal. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, this got off the rails fast. I know. Couple of tacos, too many, and boom, he's out of there. Like a shot. <laughs> I got him a barrel of a gun. Oh. So John said he was having a good week. Yes. <laughs> Then I called in. <laughs> then I called in. It was all downhill from there. Uh, how's the weather down there? Uh, well, it rain, it's been raining the last two to three days pretty solid. Ooh. And uh, so water levels were up. And uh, some guy came up and said, be careful. They're talking about flash flood warnings later tonight. Oh. But, um, I don't know if that's the case or not. I haven't seen anything like that. I think he was just... You know, I don't know, sniffing glue or something. But. <laughs> Trying to roll you up. What's that? Trying to roll you up and cause you panic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's uh, it's been cold and rainy the last several days. So getting into the tent at night, and I got that little candle lantern and and uh, change out and try to get warm, and and I've got some other small candle, you know, it that little candle lantern uses votives and i'll put those in in uh, my hiking shoes and put those in the tent as well just to try to take some of the chill out um but it's uh yeah um you know still you know as long as i don't have to start in the rain i don't mind it so much you know i'll paddle through anything but when you start in the rain there's just something psychological about that that it's like yeah i gotta fully 100 percent agree starting your day in yeah. the rain and ending your day in the rain 
Hmm. Like tear mm. down, yeah. packing up. Right. Yep. It, it can yep. be cloudy. It can be cool as long as it's not raining. Yep. And then it can start raining through the day. And then it's got to stop yep. so that you can <laughs> get up, get your tarp set up, get your tent set up, get your camp set up, and then it can start raining again. Yeah. Right? There you go. That'd be a perfect world. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what town are you currently in? I am currently in uh, Little Falls. I'm just Googling it. Okay. <laughs> He's Googling Little Falls. <laughs> what to do in Little Falls? And they've got John marked as a tourist attraction now. <laughs> uh, you still just seeing a lot of birds down there or what? Yeah, I haven't seen uh, much wildlife at all. You know, like if you think about what, I mean, I've seen, I saw another uh, dead deer in the canal. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It was kind of a kind of a spooky, weird one. Um, and uh, it was fairly recent. And, uh, you know, uh, but I'm not seeing like mammals. I've seen, a you know, like a, I think I told you I saw a fox. Yeah. Uh, one day and and uh something like a uh mink or a ferret or you know something along those lines but it's it's just basically all bird life wow i figured you'd see yeah i mean you, if you're seeing dead deers you figured you might be seeing some other you know of the more of the right. live persuasion yeah yeah um <laughs> but but uh no hmm. so yeah uh you've been stopping at any as a bunch of uh Restaurants and beer havens. I may have done that. Uh huh. <laughs> so, are you finding you know, local museums uh, and stuff to check into and see what the local uh, history is and stuff like that? Is, is are you doing any of that stuff still, or have you done any of that? I I hate to say it, but I've pretty much given up on that. Uh, oh yeah. In fact, mm -hmm. yeah. The you know, and and all joking aside about you know the restaurants and um breweries and stuff it is basically at this point uh strictly a paddling trip oh, okay uh, I, now i having said that <laughs> when i got out of the of the uh boat launch here in little falls i look up and there's a food truck across <laughs> the street and it's um run by a lady named lay and she's from Colombia. and i may have had the best chicken burrito i've ever had nice. i mean it was fantastic um you know so this roughing it really is killing me <laughs> but, that's awesome yes um, <laughs> yeah. you know i mean seriously the there's you're kind of paddling and you're kind of trying to figure out where you can get out and so when i think it was on the last uh time tommy and rose came out uh, to resupply me with uh, the night that uh, they left the apple pie and, you know, you were hoping the raccoons would Oh, yes, me. yes. So. Oh, yeah, there was no raccoon attacks. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> raccoon attacks, Disappointing. Sorry. Why do we but, keep uh, you on this I... show anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that my outside voice? <laughs> uh, that night I gave them the that day pack I had Bought so I could hike into towns with my, you know, computer gear and, and the really expensive stuff. So if something got ripped off, you know, I wouldn't lose that. Right. Um, and I just gave it back to him because just not having the chance to do that. So, 
you figure between the, your your paddling day and going through the locks and the time involved there mm-hmm. and the time involved to break down in the morning and set up at night you know find some place etc it's there's really you would need more time to really do that it it really is more um despite all the jokes about you know the restaurants and stuff uh it is it is kind of you spend your day paddling and you know setting up tearing down and then paddling again yeah i mean that we found that on the trent severn as well there's only a couple of spots that were actually smack dab in the middle of a town uh yeah. a lot of the locks or places where we stayed you'd, you'd have to you needed the support vehicle to to take you there sort of mm-hmm. thing right so yeah yeah and so you know like here tonight i got in i i uh grabbed a taco the uh there's a, a welcome center here that is housed in a building like from the original Erie Canal. And uh, I didn't get a chance to go through that. I, I sat inside and, and had lunch or had dinner rather there and was chatting with a lady who worked there named Allison and really nice and really knowledgeable and, you know, talking about the town. But, you know, by the time I finished, it was six o'clock and you know, it's kind of like, okay, I need to set up the tent, and, and here I am talking to you, bozos. Yeah, well, I mean, sun goes down at about 7, too, right? So, yeah, yeah. you got to get right. as much done so, before that happens. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, and, and then I'd hope to see more of it. So what I'm going to do is, I think I'd mentioned at one point that I'm going to, when I Tommy comes out with my car at the end, uh, what I'm going to do is kind of backtrack and see some of these because like today's paddling, for example, I paddled by, it's called the old Herkimer church mm-hmm. and it's this gorgeous old church with this big old graveyard. And apparently it was, uh, there was, um, a stockade built around it. Uh, I think going back to revolutionary war days and, okay. uh, it's, it's just like, wow, this is really cool. You know, I really want to go see this. So, you know, hit stuff like that. Um, as I come back through, so yeah, I mean, you're yeah. driving that way anyway, right? Exactly. So you exactly. might as well take a couple of days and hit some of the things that you, you wanted to see. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I got asked the big question. Okay. Any injuries yet? <laughs> <laughs> you so wish. <laughs> and I don't know why you asked me that when you're sitting next to you know numb thumb, Mister <laughs> One Point Nine Thumb Guy. <laughs> <laughs> One and a half big <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, uh, no injuries uh, to date. Knock wood. Where's my? Uh, I got my bending just paddle here in the tent. Here we go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> got it. Uh, I noticed. That, oh, last week we talked about that barge with the big uh, crane thingy on it. Oh yeah, that was lifting yeah. trees out. You posted a picture yeah, cool. on your uh, your Facebook page there. That yes. was a cool looking machine. I definitely would want to <laughs> take that thing for a spin. I'd probably break things though. <laughs> it, Not it necessarily was really cool. by accident. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty cool, man. Yeah, um, the guy it was like I was taking pictures of it, and he's waving. You can just see he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty badass," you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, that that's pretty cool. But one of the other pictures that you just posted, I noticed, was uh, pictures of the mm-hmm. sport crew, and it wasn't just yes. a piece of pie. Yeah, it was a whole pie. 
Oh, yeah, that was what she came out with. So I had a piece that night and then a piece the next morning. Right. So, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a piece that night and a piece in the <laughs> morning. There, no, it was a good and how much did I'm they take you. back with them? All the rest of it, damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Big old pie. There's a picnic table. I don't know if you've seen the picture, but it's a picnic table filled with food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you actually cooked any of your own meals yet do you have a, a stove do you have like yes. food with you yes i do no i, I mean do. like not from like a burger joint or stuff people <laughs> dropped off nope. or burritos I from do. a chip truck <laughs> uh yes i do have you actually eaten any of it I, I have, yeah. I, uh, I've had, in fact, this morning I had uh, sausage, dehydrated sausage biscuits and gravy with my coffee mm-hmm. that I hand ground, by the way, in my tent here. Yeah. Wow. Hand ground yep. his own coffee. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. He's roughing it. <laughs> uh-huh. Had to grind his <laughs> own coffee. Times is tough. Did you did you have to go out and, and slaughter the pig for that uh, sausage gravy stuff? <laughs> do, do, am I getting paid for this? <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're getting paid the same as Derek is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go then. Talk to you later. <laughs> I hear the burrito truck a calling. <laughs> That's right. So I'm looking at the road here, and, and uh, coming up tomorrow, there's a there's a large mm-hmm. island that's about five miles long, or whatever for kilometers. And so you have a choice. Looks like to go down either the riverside or the canal side. Do you ever take the riverside? Hang on here. I'm looking. What it splits up, so it's. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, so Oh, you're talking. Yeah, I see down near lock 16. Correct. Um Yeah, tomorrow. Let me see here. Yeah, you know, I wanted to do that today because I had relatively low mileage today. Yeah. Today was like 10 miles. And I there was a boat that came up. It was like one of those tourist boats and he was throwing off a wake, so I, you know, was signaling for him to to slow down. And I think I missed the the little turnout to go around an island up here. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, tomorrow I have to stealth camp. Um, oh. So, yeah. So the you can camp at the locks. The problem is you cannot get out at all of the locks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so tomorrow I go through the big one uh, here in, in Little Falls, Lock E17, and then we'll keep going down river. But I think I have to get past probably I have to get past St. Johnsville. If you're looking at that map, you can probably see that. Yeah. And then there's there's a place I'm going to have to stealth camp. Somebody gave me information about it um, because then from locks 14 to 12. You cannot physically get out of your kayak. Oh. There's no way to do it. So, so I you have to do go all, all the way. one shot. Right. I've got 25 miles to do the day after that. Wow. So, and I don't, I want to say there's three locks. You have to go through three. And then, and then the problem is where you don't know where the, the takeout is. Mm-hmm. If it's on the ups river, uh, 
before the lock or after you go through the lock. And if it's after you go through the lock, you have to make sure that you go through by five or they'll be closed. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, um, taking that little area around on the Mohawk River there would be really fun, but I just don't think I'm going to have time to do it. Well, this may end up answering our question, Derek. How do people sleep in kayaks? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> people you know, do have to do it. Uh, there was a one of the workers at one of the locks that I went to look at um, to try to find a place to stay and, and put in and take out um, told me the story of somebody that was at lock E16 and made it after 5 o'clock and there was no way to get out and she slept in her kayak that night. Oh wow. Hmm. Huh. And, and I don't know how you do that without going to, some well, point, go to right? the bathroom or something. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably have to so, do it in such a way that you're leaning, tied up and leaning against right. the wall, against something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she uh, apparently was pretty miserable. So, uh, yeah, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, paddle like a madman and make it through. Yep, yep, that's the goal. So it, it sounds like you've had uh, a pretty good. Uh, week so far any highlights well it was it was kind of cool because i stayed in a bunch of different places and a bunch of like types of places so when tommy and rose came out to resupply me and take some of that gear back i had stayed at a place called river forest park campground and marina right and this is a private marina it has it's massive uh, you know, like a lot of uh, seasonal RV people and things like that. Right. But they have a mile of of uh, river frontage. Wow. A, a full mile. Yeah, it is. It is massive. And so I was there, and that's where you saw the picture of the the pie, I believe it was. <laughs> and um, you believe it? What? I know in? it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, there is like right when you sort of first hit the edge of it, there are some campsites and, and, you know, just like a riverbank, like you would normally pull up on. Mm -hmm. And then it gets, you know, a little bit more built up and a little bit more formal. And so I paddled down, I was looking for an office and there was a big, like light blue garage, huge garage. Uh, I saw that and I thought, okay, well, you know, I, I can get out there. And then I saw the big main office and restaurant up, you know, up the hill from there. And, uh, you know, so I was able to, there are a couple of different places you could get out, but owned by, uh, Janet and Kevin Mance, um, really nice people. They buy and flip houses in, um, here in New York and, uh, they decided they wanted to get a campground. And so they bought this campground about three months ago now. Hmm. Uh, so it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. So they were, you know, they're talking about the things that they want to do to it, and um, they want to have something to pass on to one of their sons. So cool, pretty cool, yeah. yeah. And I so that was a that. point where I said, "Hey, I know I'm older than both of you, but would you like to adopt me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the son you leave that to." <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, no, really, but nice people and a lot of fun. Um, and good place for paddlers, right? And that's that really is the key here at your 
as you're looking at this, what is the access for paddlers? Mm-hmm. That's that's way more critical than what I thought. And when I had asked the question in a, a New York Canals group, you know, do I take a canoe or do I take a kayak? And because I'm concerned about access issues, you know, somebody said, no, there's there's very few places you'll have a problem. I'm like, hmm. I bet that person has never through paddled this. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, They've probably done it in a boat. My, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're they're going to uh, they're trying to attract paddlers as well then. Yes. And that was the, that was the thing with with a lot of these places. It was really kind of interesting. Is they've they purchased it recently. It was like the um, the place I had stayed when I talked to you last week. You yeah, know, yeah. They, they had they had yeah. only had it. Uh, he had picked it up and was yeah, was, was fixing it up with right. And so you know, very similar in, in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these cases. Uh, stayed in what was it? Uh, got to lock twenty four. And and wanted to stay there, and the lockmaster is like, "Well, there's really no place you can stay." And I'm kind of like, "Really?" Because did not a single lockmaster said that to me. Because it because it felt it's it just seemed like, "Well, what do you mean that that I can't stay or that you don't want me to?" St-? You know what I mean? It was really yeah. kind of strange, yeah. right? Yeah. And I said, "No other lockmaster said that to me." He's like, he says, "We just don't really have any place." He says, "You know, like he says, you're welcome to." get out and come look or something but i don't know what to tell you so i called further down river there's a place called wind the winds of cold spring harbor and it's a private marina so i call him on the phone and uh i'm talking to this elderly lady turns out she is 90 she is the mother of the owner and uh i tell her what i'm doing and before i can ask for a tent site uh, she says, why on earth are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's something wrong with this boy. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. I'm like, all right, now that's kind of a good question, you know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, But, you know, very sweet. And so I make my way there and I walk into the, they have a tiki bar on site. And the owner, Mark, is there uh, with his daughter, Jamie, and her boyfriend, Raphael and uh, one of their bartenders. And so Mark immediately hands me a beer. And I'm like, you know, oh, okay, I love this place already. <laughs> and uh, he says, you know, we're really not set up for, for tenters here. It's something we don't do. But, you know, when people come through and and uh, we're we're happy to help out. And I was like, yeah. that's you know, really nice of you. Thank you. And so we just start talking about their place and about the trip. And, and this young guy, Raphael, um, his his parents are from Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, and so he immediately asked me, "Are you getting cold at night?" <laughs> it was like uh, I said, you know, normally not, but like two nights ago, I I really did, I really got cold, and uh, he and and you know, keep in mind, this is like you know, he's like nineteen or something, right? Mm-hmm. He says, "Can can I get you a blanket or anything?" <laughs> and I was just. I was blown away. How many nineteen-year-old males would have the that mindset, right? Yeah. That s- sense of courtesy, if you will. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I was just blown away by that. And and so, you know, young guys never think about those kinds of things, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, uh, spent some time talking with them. They let me just kind of pitch the tent. I, 
he said, oh, you can go out on the, the little, like, they have a little peninsula there, and I was like, oh, that means I have to drag the boat. Can I just throw it over here behind your place? He's like, sure. So I go over, and I pitch it right next to the kayak. 7 o'clock the next morning, I hear this rumble and a really, really loud noise. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I sit up, and I I uh, unzip the, uh, the tent and look out. There's a se- a septic truck Uh-oh. pulled up right next to me, <laughs> emptying the out, uh, draining the outhouses. <laughs> God, I hope this guy is good at his job. You know? <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know as I went in, uh, he he said, "No, just come over to the tiki bar. You can you can uh, you know make your coffee. You can plug in your computer, do whatever you need here." So did that and uh you know talked to him a little bit more and i thought you know i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take maybe a, a day here and because it was supposed to get really shitty weather mm-hmm. i'm just gonna spend another day this is nice these are good people and then looked at the winds for oneida lake for the big lake and it was like ooh, i need to make this you know and then i'm looking at i'm looking at the map and i'm like if I can make that next lock, I'll be good to go on the days when the winds are the best. So I said, you know what? I, I have to go and, and got out of there. And uh, was was really, I mean, you know, like really nice people you you enjoy would enjoy spending more time with, you know, right? In a cool place. But I get to the next lock, and and that place though, you know, you're you're gonna laugh at me here. I think. Okay, I got Oneida Lake coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm paddling through, and this there's this long channel, long straight channel. I got a headwind. I got white caps, and fighting it all the way up there. And I'm thinking, huh? I wonder if they have any decent food around that place. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want a carbo load for Oneida Lake. So I get up there, and the lock master's like, "There's a place called Red Onion Pizzeria that you could." try calling see if they'll deliver to the lock and uh turns out they did so of course <laughs> i did the the carbo load the probably the biggest carbo load i've ever done i had a full order of lasagna a half order of garlic bread and i ordered a large uh pizza which i didn't touch i i destroyed the other two <laughs> and the pizza i i folded up and put into like Ziploc bags. Like I took all this different thing, rearranged it, put it in Ziploc bags. And I actually ate uh, that pizza over the next four days. I think I finished it today, actually the last two pieces. (laughs) Wow. But uh, you know, how was Oneida Lake? The first day was, was pretty good till about uh, just about three o'clock. And uh, I thought I talked to like Mark at the, you know, at the uh, at the marina, and he said, uh, "Take the north. You'll 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 do a lot better if you're on the the northern side." So uh, it was good until yeah, like just just about three, and the winds were coming in from probably say if your bow is twelve o'clock, the winds were coming in from four thirty. Okay, uh, and so kind of a really bad way because he keeps wanting to turn the kayak right with the waves. Yeah. And so it's coming behind you at an angle. And so it keeps wanting to, to pull you around. And so 
finally it started to get kind of heavy and the white caps were coming up and looked at the wind uh the wind charts and they said it was going to be get even higher here in the next like two hours so i thought okay so i found a really nice uh boat launch like i mean really nice boat launch and i walked around it and there was a little cutout up in the woods and i thought okay i'm staying here you know so i pulled the kayak up and and put it into the notch and went down and was just kind of sitting on the dock and taking pictures or you know going through uh, sorting photos on the computer and everything and i thought just on a lark i'll call down there's uh this angler's bay fishing uh cottages and such a few miles away, or a mile away, I guess. I thought, maybe they have something, or they'll let me throw a tent down, you know? And uh, don't hear anything from them, and I thought, okay, if I don't hear anything from five, I'll go back up into the woods and set up the tent, and just stealth camp here. And right about the time I'm literally walking up there, I get a call, and it is, uh, it's Peter Rich, and he's the owner of it. And he says, yeah, come on down. He says, uh, I may not be here, i got to run out and do some errands, but my mechanic will be, so you know, and, and same thing with him. He's like, we really don't have tent campers here, but he's, he'll let me throw a, a tent on the lawn, you know? Right. So that's great. So I get down there and his mechanic is there working and the guy is probably like, I don't know, six, 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 seven. He's a big guy. And, uh, he's working on some, on an outboard and he says, oh yeah. He said, uh, um, we have an empty cottage, so if you want, you can just go up there uh, when Peter gets back. I'm like, oh, God, that's really nice. Thank you, you know. <laughs> and I uh, get a shower in, and, you know, this would be all right. And so Peter comes back down, gets out of the truck, introduces himself, says, do you like a beer? I'm like, God, I love New York. <laughs> this is the best place I've ever been. I said, sure, you know. I said, I wouldn't say no to one. And I said, Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever said no to one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he walks over to his truck, opens up the truck door. He just come back from the grocery and pulls out a, a, a pack of uh, zombie dust the out of uh, Three Floyds Brewing out of Indiana, which is a, a really primo beer. It's a great beer. And I'm like, holy cow, this is one of my favorites. And it's like, drink up. And so we keep drinking and, <laughs> and, uh, the mechanic Mick and these guys are really funny and they're really funny together too, you know, so we're, we're having a blast. And, um, so then he, he, I, I take my gear up before it gets dark and throw it into the cottage. I come back down and he's like, Oh, Hey, Timmy, come here. You got to meet this guy and look around. And Timmy is actually Timea, his wife, but everyone calls her Timmy. And, uh, she comes over and we're chatting and uh, there's a group of fishermen that I think are out of the Rochester area, uh, you know, a group of older guys that are just, you know, really funny. And so it ends up being this late into the evening party uh, with all of these characters. And, and <laughs> Peter and Mick have this routine where uh, Mick used to play for the Giants, uh, for the New York Giants football team. And then he says, no, no, it's only on the practice squad. He said, but that was the Super Bowl year, and they they screwed you on that. They didn't give you a ring. Yeah, they never give the practice squad a ring. And all these fishermen are like, really? 
And it's like, it's a complete made-up line of crap. <laughs> like, the whole thing is, and they just keep adding to it and stuff. And it's just, I mean, they're really funny, and, and they're good guys, and, uh, you know, so that was fun. And, and uh, his wife was really nice. She is starting up a line of clothing as well, which is uh, Lake Apparel uh, clothing, and she's she's getting that ready to go right now. I think it's... Uh, LakeApparelNewYork.com, if I remember right. They started following us on um, Instagram. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? She started following us on Instagram. Oh, did she? Oh, okay, yeah. 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 And so uh, so that was kind of cool, and, and uh, but really fun people. And so then uh, got up the next morning, got out there. All the, the fishermen at first were kind of like, you know, like, who is this guy? Why is he joining our... And I'm eating their... They have a big couple of big platters of perch that they hooked into right the oh my god it was so eh? good oh so good and i think they were kind of like who's this guy why is he here you know and and then peter introduces me and and tells him i'm you know paddling from buffalo to albany and then they're like oh you know and they want to know all about it um and just really funny you know like a group of a group of old fishermen getting together and telling story i mean i think we've all been around people like that yeah 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 it was great fun a good night and then got up the next morning and uh went to hit the lake and the wind was coming i had a headwind from exactly where i wanted to be and it was coming in at three miles an hour so it was just like you were just kind of for a while you were just kind of bouncing you know over these waves and it you know what it reminded me of it was really fun it reminded me of you know how when you're a kid on your bicycle and you want everything to be a wheelie and you want to jump everything? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's what it was like because you'd just you'd go up over and go, ba-boom, ba-boom, you know, and, and finally that gave way just a, kind of a, a messy chop. But it was like, God, this is fun, you know, and uh, <laughs> got down to the toward the end. And they said, look, it's longer, but depending on the winds around the breakwater, it can get really nasty. So go down to the end and then, then turn south, you know, hit, go straight down though and hit that before don't go straight across to the, uh, to the breakwater. Cause it, you could have a problem. And then the boats out there are just flying, you know, these huge oh, yeah. yachts are flying. And so, uh, did that, got down there, met a couple who was walking their dog and their dog jumps, a husky jumps in the water, come over and play with me. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it just, it was just kind of like one of those days. It was just really nice. And, and, uh, got off the, you know, got off the big lake, got up to, uh, what was it? Lock 21. Yeah. Um, and, uh, saw the old Erie canal, spend the night out there. Oh, lock 21, by the way, does not have an access point. So I tried climbing up some slabs, some angled slabs that were on a far side and promptly fell into the, the edge of the canal. Uh, so, uh, yeah, necess- necessitating a quick change of uh, clothes because I was just But no so- injuries. But no injuries, baby. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way um, to go, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, from there, the next day, I went down to Lock Twenty. So, yeah, it was um, good. So it's been it's, it's been a good trip. You've you've met a lot of people. Apparently, the only thing from where we're sitting that you're getting out of this trip is fat and yes. an alcohol problem. 
<laughs> can you think can you think of a better trip <laughs> no i'm jealous <laughs> i mean of all those people i just told you about and and you know it's like almost every one of them the first thing you did is, hey would you like a beer come on it's not even a real question is it <laughs> no 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 foolish people so, uh, yeah, so it's yeah, it's been really cool. I um So you a lot of had an yeah. awesome, awesome week up yes. until the episode of Cops. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what you're talking about. Let's just give a really brief over because this <laughs> this really throws I mean it totally changes and we talked about this off air. It totally yeah. changes um the aspect of, of of your trip. Of urban paddling. Of urban paddling and from a safety perspective. Yep. 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 So, uh, okay, all joking aside, um, I saw a, uh, I was in a pavilion. Some uh, dirt bags came in. Uh, that's the term I use for them. <laughs> um, I heard them lure, uh, and they just don't give a shit that I'm there. Uh, or excuse me, they don't care that I'm there. Uh, <laughs> Way to clean it up. And, uh, <laughs> they uh, they lure a guy out there, a drug dealer, out to the park. They go down, they rob him. Uh, they take off on foot. The drug dealer, I don't know if he was trying to run them down. It sure looked like it. Uh, got into a big car accident. Um, lots of even weirder craziness ensued after that. Um, and I was sitting there, the, you know, the witness to this whole thing. And, and you're watching this and going like, well, none of these people are innocent, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> there, you know, there's like, there's no victim here and there's no innocent party. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and where's the film crew? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, and actually I had the thought, I was sitting there, I was trying to watch the Packers game on Hulu on my phone. And I, when I saw this start to go down, because I heard the conversation, I thought, I really should film this. I should just turn this at an angle. And right about that time, they ripped the guy off and then started running. I'm like, oh, guess I can't now. <laughs> um, but so the, you know, the, the bottom line with it is, and, and, you know, I told you in great detail, like all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, I'm the person they, I mean, they walked in and out, they were in the pavilion for, you know, half an hour to an hour. Uh, they walked by me. One of the guys talked to me a little bit about paddling. He left before the robbery. Uh, and you know, you're sitting there and you're going like, okay, so I'm a witness. They know I'm there. They know I've seen them. They know I can describe them. And what do I do now? You know, I, the lockmaster came over. There was no water in, in the, this park that's connected to the lock. And he walked over with like these, <laughs> he like came over with like five things, a bottle of water. I mean, so nice. And, uh, he's like, then he saw the cops, the, the sheriff's department showed up and, uh, because the accident was a pretty significant one. And, uh, 
he's like, what happened? I said, oh, I don't know. I was just sitting here watching watching the Packers. <laughs> uh, I ended up telling him what happened. I said, I'm I'm really exposed here. I feel, you know, pretty vulnerable because there's really no place I can go. There's nothing I can do, right? I've got all my gear. I've got a kayak cart. And what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, you you're walking no matter what you do. You are, when you're on the water, you're locked into the canal path. If these guys come back, I could, you know, this could be ugly. And uh, so he's like, you know, well, I'll help you move across the lock. And so, you know, I went to go over there and uh, I had to take a couple of trips to get everything broken down. And, you know, the, the craziness is still going on as I'm trying to get everything and get out of there. And uh, I got around, I got hidden in behind a, uh, these big mechanics buildings that are on a lot of the lock grounds. They're like uh, these almost like two-story buildings. Right. And uh, I got tucked in behind one of those where I couldn't be seen from either direction. And uh, right about that time, it starts pouring down rain, so I have to <laughs> oh, reset it up. So I, so I, you know, I've got in, I set up the tent in the pavilion and then all the craziness happened. I tore it down. I moved to the other side. It starts raining. I set up the tent again. Uh, but my friend Tommy called and uh, about the next day's planned resupply. And I told him what happens. He said, do you want me to come over and get you? And I said, you know, that's probably a good idea. Uh, let's, you come out, uh, you and Rose come out. I'll get us some hotel rooms nearby, but I think it's probably a, a good thing for me to be out of here. Yeah. And, uh, so hunkered down for three hours. Cause it, you know, he lives across over in Western New York and, uh, he came over, picked me up, got to a hotel and, uh, and then the next day it was like, okay, well, where do I put in, you know? And then the whole issue of access came up again because locks 19 and 18, the next one's down the line. You can't get into if you're a kayaker. Right. Or you can't get into it safely. So then it was like, well, geez. So we end up 15 miles down uh, down river. I was able to get into a marina and throw a tent in a marina. But, you know, it 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 does bring up that thing about personal safety. When mm-hmm. you know, that I mean, you know, and the jokes you make is say, well, this is why, you know, I mean, I've made the joke. This is why I like paddling out in bear country. <laughs> Bears are safer. <laughs> I don't worry about bears, you know, I mean, I've had them walk by my tents. I've seen them. I'm, you know, I've, um, I've, I don't worry about bears, but people I worry about, you know, yeah. and, uh, bears are so instinctual, it, it, but humans are malicious. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they sure can be, you know, so I'm seeing all of these, these, you know, I've had people just do really, really kind things for me on this trip. And, you know, I've gotten a couple of days, um, uh, Roger Stites, a gentleman I've never met, just he's on Facebooking, and he's like, hey, following your journey, it's really cool. If, if uh, when you come through the lock, you, you're welcome to stay in our backyard. We're just on the other side of it. And so it's like, I mean, how how kind is that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but the flip side of that is these dirt bags, and, you know, it's yeah. kind of like. Well, it, so, it, it, it puts a bit of a tinge on the trip and sort of makes you rethink things and you got to keep that extra set of eyes in the back of your head. 
yeah. which unfortunately yeah. The, yeah. you don't want to have to do. Right. And and so normally like like you know when I ask people is it safe here I'm talking about my gear being stolen. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm a bigger guy people don't generally mess with me and I don't I don't really think about it in those terms, you know. It's about oh will my kayak be okay here will my you know the things in my tent be okay. So uh yeah, you just now it's kind of like okay, well I kind of got to watch out a little bit more and then I get out you know I get to little falls and and you know I the uh the lady from the food truck is awesome and and Allison and the visitor center is awesome and mm-hmm. you know you just kind of got to keep it in perspective right That's, yeah there, there's going to be a bad apple cool. every now and then exactly and and you know you just you be smart but it it was interesting to see some of the uh, the comments that people sent privately to me after I posted that on on my uh, personal Facebook account, mm-hmm. um, you know, when people saying one guy is saying, Hey, I had, in our conversation, I didn't tell you I was a retired um, police officer and used to work narcotics. And uh, he said, uh, you know, when I go camping now, he said, I have a, <laughs> a tire pump. And he's a, a big bicyclist. He says, I have a tire pump that is about the same size as a nightstick. And, uh, <laughs> I have that in the tent with me at all times. Right. And he said in one of my water bottle containers, he said, I have wasp spray in there. Oh, okay. And, uh, and he said he had to use it. I think he was down south. And a couple of drunk hillbillies were harassing him. And uh, it started getting dicey. And, and he ended up using the wasp spray on him <laughs> to get wow. out of there. Yeah. Wow. It's a you shame. So, it's a shame. It is, it is, you know. And so, yeah, you know, I mean... I, I will tell you, you know, like I'm I'm camped behind the Little Falls building. I feel safe here. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and like the stealth camp that I'm going to have to do tomorrow night, that one actually now has me a little bit nervous, you mm-hmm. know, um, because I'm in a place where, uh, you know, if something happens, there might be, there might not be other people around, whereas here exactly. there are. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> Here's the great irony, though. You guys will just love this one. Uh, when I set up in the pavilion, because Lockmaster's like, yeah, set up in there, because it was, you know, it was raining. It was really nasty. And I get in there, and I'm like, this is great. And I turn around, and I look up on the hill above the pavilion is the state police barracks. I'm thinking, this is great, you know? And then the three dirtbags show up. Yeah. So, yeah, you, uh, it does tinge it, but you know, you, you well, can't you can let keep it on. The, yeah, keep on the bright side, and right. You know the best. Uh, I saw a picture. You met up with the Vermont Paddle Pups. Yes, yes, I did, and uh, and their owners. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, they were putting in at uh, Rivers, the Rivers Crossing place that I stayed at. That we talked about last week, mm-hmm. and they just, you know, showed up, and it was like. We started chatting a little bit, and I said, well, I'm, I'm calling into Paddling Adventures Radio, and she says, I think I know you. I think we're friends on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. And then it was like, and then she's like, because you're on Paddling Adventures Radio, and you've been on Dennis Rogers' Canoe Hound Show, too. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, my God, it is a small world. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it is a small world. So, um, yeah, so then I had to, you know, be nice and... 
And I thought I probably should put my clothes back on because I had been, you know, nude paddling up till that point. Uh, Well, putting clothes on (laughs) makes it that much tighter in the canoe or the the kayak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's got to oil himself up to get in and out. (laughs) That was really cool to meet the the two of them and, and see the pups and... You know, just uh, chat a little bit, and and they're on a big like New York Adirondacks adventure right now. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you know what? When when you post pictures, or you you just happen to meet up with people that you know you may you maybe not have met them before, but you know on social media, that sort of thing. That's pretty cool to out of out of the mm-hmm. blue just to meet up with people like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time still, regardless of the one incident. Yeah. Yep, and you know you take that for what it is, and yeah, um, you know I think the it's supposed to be cloudy, but I think the rains are mostly supposed to stop. Um, but you know, probably having said that, now it's probably going to pour down again for the next several days. <laughs> well, uh, but, I'm I'm heading north to Superior, so I'm figuring ninety right. foot swells. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that's up there right now, I apologize. <laughs> yeah well i'm I'm hoping uh with the schedule the way this is uh set now i'm hoping to finish up this coming sunday already i thought you had a yeah. couple of weeks left uh i'm ahead of schedule and uh i started looking at it and started thinking about you know like really looked at the where i can stay and things like that yeah and so yeah i will finish up ahead of schedule but uh, then what I'm going to do is, you know, it's, the reason I'm ahead of schedule is because I haven't been able to go into these towns and stuff. Yeah. So um, so what I'm going to do is, if uh, if this works out with Tommy and Rose, uh, pick up my car uh, over in Albany and then come back through these little towns again and, and see them. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we shall chat at you next week for your final week four update then. And uh Will you still be in the area, or will you be home by then? No, I'll still be in the area. I'll, I'll yeah. probably spend, ideally, I would like to, you know, spend, I don't know, four or five days coming back across and just hitting some of the, the things. Okay. What I really decided is I've been going through here, and, and I really think there's there's probably a, uh, I had this in the back of my mind before I came out, but there's probably a book project in this. Mm-hmm. and. So I'd like to see some of these places that that I couldn't get to, you know, from the water. Um, right. Because there's, you know, there's just like that old Herkimer church and, you know, there's just these really, there's some cool history and, and you know, just things I'd love to see. Yeah. Well, we look forward so to hearing between, it then. Yeah. Between the, the, the people and, you know, just some of the different incidents along the way and, and then just giving people some good info usable info because yeah. again it's it is it is in some ways it's not like a contiguous trip like it it's 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 difficult to make this a through paddle you know well and people are people doing need, it no question pe- people need the information about you can't get out everywhere yes right absolutely and especially That's- if you know the locks where you think you can and you've got a run of three locks where you can't get out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, that's really important information to know. Yeah. Yeah. That could, that could uh, yeah. cause big issues. 
Big issues, yeah. I, I, one thing here before we wrap it up, I got to tell you this. You remember I was telling you about the the jerk that came flying through in the in the big yacht and oh, almost yes, capsized yes. me. Yes. So I posted about that, right? Yeah. And I posted in the I shared that in the two of the canal groups, and and this guy says. I saw that boat come through here and he actually had taken pictures of this idiot oh. and uh, one picture and then a video of the guy throwing up this big wake as he's going through a place where all these boats are moored and stuff. And it was like, wow. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah, so just it wasn't you being a, yeah, it wasn't me and it wasn't in just one area. This was, you know, like this was like probably a week or so earlier, Oh wow. uh, you know, and farther back so almost right at almost right near the start of of the canal wow "Wow." yeah so yeah so that that cracked me up i saw that and i'm like wow this guy's making friends and influencing people (laughs) everybody knows him (laughs) that's right yeah so you know wow man well you keep yourself safe yes i will do that don't get any gun battles to avoid those at all costs yeah no car chases (laughs) <laughs> uh, Even though I don't have a car, yeah, it's probably not going to happen for me. <laughs> no, you're you're probably going to head on over and grab yourself a couple more uh, chicken burritos or something. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm going to stuff those into the kayak and be eating on those the next couple of days. <laughs> well, you know what? And as much as we joke about it, I'd be doing mm. the same thing. Oh, absolutely, I would too. It, it, you know, it's it's like seriously that that chicken burrito was so amazing, and it's kind of like. This is great, you know. I, I mean, I never have, you know, when you go up and you do a northern trip, you are eating dehydrated food all the mm-hmm. time, and and mostly I'm, I'm eating that for breakfast now, and then I'm I'm getting something else, you know, decent, and then I've got you got uh, the burrito is big enough. I've got leftovers, so that's my lunch tomorrow, you know. So yeah, you can't eat a burrito fun. in one sitting. <laughs> Even I can well, eat a burrito in one big. sitting. Some of them are pretty big. <laughs> You've been a mucho burrito down here, buddy? I have. <laughs> well, John, you keep yourself safe, buddy. And uh, right. you, you have yourself a great week paddling. Yeah, paddle safe, man. Thank you, and I'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Mm, probably will, Captain John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. glad you remember that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i got to remember something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, take care, guys. (laughs) Bye. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So except for that one issue, John seems to be having a great time. Yes, it's uh, 
It, it kind of, you know, it, he's he spoke about it right from the first about how he's everybody's come across. It's just so many friendly people, and mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's I think it's that kind of river mentality. You got like, everybody lives by the river has that. It, it's just like you know the canoeing and kayaking community. It's yeah. it's like a brotherhood type thing, right? Yeah. And uh, but then occasionally you get people that wander into the zone and uh, doing whatever nefarious things that they do, and so. It's unfortunate, but uh, he made it out okay and with a great story about it, and uh, he's none the worse for wear. No, thank yeah, good thing that uh, yeah, you know, I'll keep your wits about you and and whatnot. Yes, uh, I'm liking how you know he, he he said he's talked to people about the route before he went, and people said, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do, this. and now he's yes. finding out, no, no, you can't. So I'm thinking, like you said during the interview, that, uh, well, people you talk to probably haven't done a through paddle, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's, it, like, unless you truly do a through paddle, you don't come across some of the difficulties and hardships that uh, that you can't do. It, and I think one of the concerns I would have is what he's run across is there's large sections of the canal where you, if you're in a kayak, you just can't get out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why a canoe might be a better choice. Like it may not be a better choice for all the wakes from all the power boats that go by. And the big water. But, but for the fact that you can you can kinda jump out, stand up or whatever. Like I, I've I've been leaning on a dock with a paddle and the the dock was at the wrong height and I was like I don't want people to see me try and get out of this kayak <laughs> because it's not going to end well. <laughs> Look, it's Derek, and he looks like he's trying to hump a hippo. Because <laughs> it can be awkward if you don't have yeah. the right – that's why it's nice to be right on a gravel shore or something or, so that you can kind of slide out and throw your shoulder onto the ground or something because if you have a dock that's not the right height – and, you know, if, if you are if you have a six-foot wall you – You're can, not getting out. Yeah. You know, no. Yeah, you're you're stuck. And you, uh, I don't know if you've got, been to John Van Berger's uh, Facebook page or um, the outdoor uh, or not outdoor journal, outdoor kind, the outdoor kind well uh, website, a uh, Facebook page. Uh, he's got pictures of it from his trip. Yes, and you see some of these walls of the canal. I know, I know, right? You're not getting out. Yeah, you're not getting out because even if you can pop out of the kayak, you're still you're perched on the side of a cliff. You can't, you know, all you could get it off the river even if you're in a canoe. Do you remember the old Batman TV show? When, <laughs> when Batman and Robin would be climbing the side of a building? Yes. That's what I'm picturing John doing right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Up that rope. Yeah. There was a little uh, Batman uh, thing, and it hooks onto a tree, and then you can climb up the wall. That John, yeah, you know, I mean, we're joking about him, you know, the the beer and the food everywhere he yeah, goes. Yeah. But yeah, again, that's just the friendly people saying, "Hey, exactly." Come and, on and it's the nature of this type of trip—an urban paddling trip. That's that's what you're going to get. Yep, it's perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I think we've only got one other thing to chat about this ah, week. Yes. And uh, it was uh, we're we're actually recording this on Tuesday night. Um, it is actually Fat Bear Tuesday. Yes, Fat Bear Tuesday. And we keep updating the web page. They're supposed to update it about three hours ago, mm-hmm. and so we've saved this for the end, thinking that they're going to update the winner of Fat Bear Week twenty twenty one. Explore dot e o r g. Yeah, is the Fat Bear Week, they have the the thing there. Uh, so it came down to two bears 
number 480, Otis, and 151, Walker. So the Bears have numbers, and some of the Bears have numbers and names. Yes. So Otis versus Walker. And last, because we, we, you put a vote in right near the end of the time. Mm-hmm. And Otis was about 7,000 votes ahead? Uh, at that time, when I voted at that time, he was uh, 4,500 ahead. And now he's seven 6,800 or something. So ahead. we're calling it, it's Otis. Yeah, well, I, I've Otis been... Otis is grand champion. Yeah, I've been updating the webpage and the numbers haven't changed in about two hours. Yeah. Two or three hours. Well, I got to think the voting's over. Yeah, so. yeah. They just haven't updated the website. Somebody's so, taking a nap. Otis was fairly skinny at the end of July. You could see his ribs. Yes. And now he's huge. And I think that's what clinched it for him. Like, so. Well, Walker had a bit of a, a chunk to him in, in the beginning. Of, yes. So this was a whole month ahead. Mm-hmm. He was already a bit chunky at the beginning of July. But he's a massive bear right yes. now as well. So by weight, I think uh, Walker should win. But just through. Through uh, diversity, there you can see that uh, in weight a short, gain. yeah, the weight gain over a short amount of time. You can on July twenty sixth, uh, Otis's picture shows him with you can see his ribs through his uh, his uh, kind of matted fur, and then on September sixteenth, his latest photo, he's like a rotund puffball. His fur his looks belly healthy and is almost touching his yes, back feet. Yes, his belly's his belly would drag on the ground like he's probably kicking himself <laughs> in the stomach every yeah, time he yeah. walks. He's going to he's going to sleep well this winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he has he's had a dramatic change. So you can he has a neck in the first picture, and he has no neck in the second picture. <laughs> <laughs> so 2021 Fat Bear Week champion, <clears throat> we're calling it. We're calling it number 480, Otis. Congratulations, Otis, for being a <laughs> fat bear. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing, I, I we got to give a little shout out to, uh, was it 132? Cub. Uh, the Cub, yeah. He yeah. was the chubby, he was the winner of the Chubby Cubby. Mm-hmm. So out of all the Cubs, he was the winner and that gave him entrance into the main event. He actually made it to the semifinal number yeah. one where Walker beat him out. So he made a writ to October 3rd, semifinal number one, mm-hmm. and he had, uh, he finally got voted out and Walker beat him by 9,000 9, by 9,000 votes. Yeah. yeah. But when you look at Otis, he beat number 812, 44,581 votes to 18,000. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Otis just blew number 812 well, away. He went through such a dramatic change. And I think yeah. that's everybody, uh, kind of anchored on is his massive change. He was, he looked like he might die in, in, in late July. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, he is he, even his fur. It was, he had matted gross fur mm-hmm. and he was super skinny. And then his fur is, is lustrous and puffy and fluffy and, and he's fluffy himself. He's it's so a, fluffy. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's his dramatic change. Yeah. 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 Good so if you, you go to explore.org, you can see Fat Bear Week um, stuff, and you can see a bunch of live cams as well, including the uh, Brooks Falls bears feeding on the salmon at the waterfalls. Yeah. 
That's so the cool. the salmon run is pretty much over. So it's it's it, it's you're unlikely you're unless you really stare at it for a long time for the see the bears catch a, another fish. But uh, in in uh, uh, August or so, like in mid late August to early September, at the height of the salmon run, you could just you'd see the fish jumping up the up the uh, waterfalls and jet right into the bears' mouths. Yeah, it's, it's like, awesome. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> How come that doesn't happen when I'm fishing? I know, right? <laughs> you see them just going on by. What were they saying? That bears were eating 120 fish a day or something? So six months of food in, or one year's of food in six months. Yeah. Insane. That's a lot of yeah. food. That's a lot of food. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, that's all I got this week. What about you? That's all I got. that it? Yeah. I'm excited about the bears. Excellent. They're well fed. Yeah. Way to go, <laughs> Otis. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream all our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and download or stream all our episodes. All 295 of them now. Mm-hmm. Almost at 300. Getting there. Uh, and when you're at there, our, our website, our, our, yeah, our website, uh, there's a big old merch button. You can go check out what we, uh, what's in our store there. Get to yourself some par gear. And if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.